0: You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is the Locked On NFL podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On NFL Pods. We're your host, Bo Brock, your boy Q. Host of the Lockdown Cardinals podcast, host of the Lockdown Raiders and Lockdown Bets with Lee Sterling. Follow us on Twitter at Bob Rack, easiest way to find me, at your boy Q254. Q, unlike the Raiders social media staff, I'm sure you can correctly identify new Raiders defensive coordinator Gus Bradley <laughs> and not mistake him with Ken Wizenhunt. Am I right by saying that? Yeah, man, you're spot on about
1: that. Uh, that was that was pretty uh, pretty funny and a big goof by the Raiders. And, uh, yeah, I know the whole NFL world got a pretty good laugh out of that. But, uh, yeah, I'm able to identify Gus Bradley. When they put that tweet out, I thought, uh, that definitely looks like Ken Wizenhunt. But, yeah, there you go.
0: Now, we've got a huge podcast on tap today. Not only are we previewing the divisional rounds, but yesterday – the two biggest coaching candidates arguably found work. And it was the 2020 season's worst teams that were making the hires. The Jacksonville Jaguars Q are the team that Urban Meyer is willing to come out of coaching retirement, put down the microphone, get out in front of the camera, and make the leap from college to the pros. We'll break down Urban returning to Florida where he won two championships with the Gators, with our guy Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jaguars. You also heard Tony on this podcast on Wednesdays. And last night it was Robert Sala, the 49ers defensive coordinator, who was hired by the New York Jets. And I'll say this, Sala will immediately breathe energy into that Jets organization that has been stagnant for so long with his coaching style. Sala taking a well-deserved head coaching position leaves a void at the D.C. position for the Niners, but they aren't exactly left empty-handed. New incentive to expand the candidate pool for minority coaches the NFL is going to reward the San Francisco 49ers two third round compensatory draft picks in the NFL draft. Now with more on Sala, we go to our guy John Butchko real quick from Locked on Jets. Sala is a
1: highly regarded defensive mind. He built the unit that carried the 49ers to the Super Bowl last year and he has the chance to build a tremendous staff because in addition to is coaching on the defensive side of the ball. He has access to the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree to fill out his offensive staff. For more on the Jets, subscribe to Locked On Jets, your team every day. Yeah, no, it is. It's a really, really big one, and uh, that was the guy they identified from the jump. I mean, you know, I, I started hearing uh, rumblings about Urban Meyer a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, nah, really? Like, you know, and I kind of, I had my thoughts, and I, I there's still some thoughts and some questions I have about it, but uh, just... I mean, hell, it's a big name. You know, he's a winner. He's a proven winner. And, well, Jacksonville needs a proven winner. You know, they have a lot of draft capital uh, this upcoming draft. They have a lot of salary cap space. And they have the number one overall pick. And now they got a winner. So, I mean, there's a nice recipe to be successful in year one.
0: And uh, I- I'm excited to see what Urban Meyer is able to do with that, uh, with that Jaguars team. Yeah, it's really going to be fascinating because it's just two contrasting styles. It's Urban Meyer who wins all the time, and it's the Jacksonville Jaguars who just, outside of three trips to the conference championship game, barely ever wins, so, and especially coming off a 1-15 season. But I don't think it's unrealistic to think that this Jaguars squad with ample cap space, tons of draft capital, Urban Meyer coming into the fold, that they could make a jump like the Colts did going from a one-win team to potentially nine in a in contending for a playoff spot next season.
1: Yeah, I would think think so, especially in the division that they're in. You know, they're in the AFC South. I mean, they got the Texans. Who knows what's going to go on with the Texans? They're kind of up in a cloud right now. You know, uh, the Titans, they're a good team, but you know how they butter their bread by way of the ground and, and their defense isn't very good, you know, and then you've got the Colts and you have no idea what's going to go on with Old Man Rivers. Is he coming back? You know, they got a good defense, but you know, who's going to be the quarterback? Who's going to be pulling the trigger? So I feel like that that division could be won by anybody if you get on a roll, if you start doing some things. And again, going back to Urban Meyer, he's a winner. He's a proven winner. And uh, I just think that's a big get for the Jaguars, who, again, need some kind of really, really good guidance. You know, they need some positivity uh, to go into the organization, and, and that really is. And I know there's a lot of questions about Urban Meyer and, you know, the you know kind of shady stuff that he has going on sometimes, and, and that's all in college. This is the NFL. It's a little bit different. Sometimes college coaches are very successful in the NFL. Other times they're not. So, I mean, there's still going to be a lot of questions, but uh, at least they
0: feel pretty positive, feel pretty good about the direction that they're going. You think he's successful at the NFL level? I mean, we've seen guys, Nick Saban, not a successful NFL coach. He's the most you know, decorated college coach at this point now in the history of the game. What are your thoughts, Urban Meyer? You think it works out?
1: You know, I do. And the reason I do is something that you're very familiar with. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury went from the college ranks. He got fired at Tech, went to USC, uh, never coached a down, a down at USC, and ended up as the Cardinals head coach. And what did he do? He came in with his quarterback. And he's been pretty successful, and I know that the Cardinals didn't get where they wanted to this year, but you can see they're trending in the right direction. So I think with Urban Meyer going to the Jaguars and going to be able to come in with his quarterback, that's a step in the right direction. And you build what you're going to do around your guy. You know, you, you build it around Trevor Lawrence, and that gives you a fighting chance instead of a you know a coach coming in and having to to work through and weed through you know different quarterbacks to try to find their guy. Uh, This is a situation, I think, similar to what Cliff Kingsbury did in Arizona, where he's going to get his guy off the the top.
0: Yeah, it seems just like the stars aligned in this situation, and you mentioned it. It it seems just kind of like an odd fit. Urban Meyer going to the Jaguars, when you thought of all the times that Meyer could have made the jump to the next level, I would have never envisioned Jacksonville you know, as the organization yeah. that, uh, that got it done, but they did. I mean, even looking at the vacancies open right now, you would have said, look at the Chargers. They've got, you know, probably yeah. the offensive rookie of the year with Justin Herbert. They've got their quarterback in the fold on that rookie contract, and they've got some pieces defensively. But, no, I mean, this is a very favorable situation, especially guy for a guy like Meyer, who likes to have his hands on everything and likes to be the guy that calls all the shots, and he can just – Build this thing the way he wants to. We're going to get more from our guy, Anthony Wiggins. Tony Wiggins, of course. You hear him Wednesdays here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast. You hear him on a daily basis on Lockdown Jaguars. We're going to get some more insight on this move. Urban Meyer, he is officially... The new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that in segment number two. But here in segment
1: number one, we got to finish off talking about the games coming up this weekend. And this is actually going to be brought to you by BetOnline.ag. They're going to give you, they're going to provide us all the lines for these games, Bo. And so let's go ahead and jump right into them. We have the Rams visiting Lambeau Field and taking on the Green Bay Packers. The BetOnline.ag line for this game. The Packers minus six and a half. Uh, do you think that this is a, a, a six and a half point game? You know, basically a touchdown uh, game for the
0: Packers. How are you feeling this one? It, I I do think it is initially, but when I the way that the Rams have kind of scrapped their way to where they are now in the divisional round, a team that was kind of on the playoff bubble going into the regular season finale without Jared Goff, and now they're going to be out without John Wolford, who started the last two games they've won. I, I'm just confused, but I do know that the Terminator uh, Aaron Donald's going to be in this contest. And anytime you've got a guy like Aaron Donald and you've got a guy like Jalen Ramsey on the back end of your defense, you've got a chance. I'm just curious to see how Goff, who's going to be starting this game for the Rams, how his surgically repaired thumb is going to, you know, react to playing in the cold temperatures. I mean, we know, I'm excited to watch this game as far as trying to handicap this thing and see, you know, can the Rams keep it tight? Can they keep it under a touchdown? I I just don't, I don't think it's going to be tough for them to do that. Even with that defense, you're going up against Aaron Rodgers, probably your NFL MVP. And you've got, you know, Devontae Adams going up against one of the best and Jalen Ramsey. I just feel like I'm contradicting myself. Every word I say, Q. (laughs) Yeah, no, I hear you. I really honestly
1: feel like this is going to be much less than six and a half points. I I feel like this is going to be like a field goal spread. I mean, I really do for every reason that you just said, you know, there's strength on strength on strength on strength all over the field, you know, and that's that's how it gets into playoffs, you know, but when you have two teams, really the, the X factor is probably going to be Aaron Rodgers versus Jared Goff and Jared Garf's, Goff's uh, surgically repaired thumb. You know, that might end up being the the biggest difference maker right there, and hell, if Goff makes a couple mistakes, then it might get out of control pretty early, but I just think that the defenses are so strong for, uh, for the Rams, and especially Jalen Ramsey uh, going up against Devontae Adams, and, you know, it being cold out there, I, I just don't know how much the 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 Packers are going to be able to just thrive and do whatever they want to do. But of course, they have the advantage because they're used to playing there in Lambeau Field. So I think the Packers take this one in a three-point victory.
0: Packers win by three, according to our guy Q. Looking at our betonline.ag Next spread of Saturday night's game. It's going to be an 8 15 Eastern kickoff. It's the Ravens trying to be a winner on the road in back-to-back weeks. This time in rough buff, taking on the Bills and Josh Allen. They are two-and-a-half-point favorites. The total in this game, just under 50 points as we record this podcast at 49-and-a-half. Q, I got to think that, uh, I I don't know, I kind of like the Ravens as the trendy team going up against the Bossaw and the Buffalo Bills.
1: I, I like Baltimore as well. I'm concerned with uh, the weather. It's another weather situation for me. You know, I'm concerned with it. Lamar Jackson's never played in the snow. There's an opportunity for it to snow in Buffalo. Um, I think the better run game is obviously with Baltimore. Uh, the the Bills, their run game is all Josh Allen, you know. But again, they have Stephon Diggs, and I know Baltimore's defense is playing better, but uh, if Marcus Peters tries to line up against Diggs, I think it's going to be a long day at the office. I mean, there's just, there's so many different factors that play, uh, you know, a role in this game. I understand why the line is only two and a half, you know, but uh, I kind of feel like that Buffalo is going to get this victory. And Lamar may struggle, uh, maybe not on the ground, but struggle to to throw the rock around as he's dealing with some weather that he's not used to.
0: Yeah, it's going to be tough. And, you know, Josh Allen, both these quarterbacks in their third season, both part of that 2018 draft class. uh, Josh Allen, no stranger to playing in weather like this guy grew up. he, He played his college ball collegiately at, uh, at Wyoming. So he, he should be, you know, tested and ready to play in some weather like this. So the bills, the edge, as far as that goes, we've got our third game. It's the Cleveland Browns, big time road dogs against the Kansas city chiefs who got the AFC by this season with the new playoff format. It's uh Baker Mayfield going up against Patrick Mahomes. A former big 12 showdown is now an AFC showdown with the Browns being 10 point dogs. Yeah,
1: and, you know, you said it already. You said the key to this game. Uh, Kansas City got the bye. That is huge for the Chiefs because Andy Reid coming off the bye as a guy who covers the Raiders and has to see the Chiefs twice a year. I realize how real that stat is about Andy Reid coming off the bye, how stinking good he is, and this is only in the playoffs, and they know exactly what is at stake. They've been there, done that. The Browns haven't been there uh, for a long time. They, they pulled off the victory last week against Pittsburgh, blew Pittsburgh out. Uh, it's been a great story. It's been a fun story. It's been almost a fairy tale for Browns fans, but fairy tales always come to an end. So I think that uh, not only does... Does Kansas City win this game? I don't even think this one's close. I think they blow out the Browns.
0: I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs. Even if they go down big at this point, last year they went down twenty-four points to the Houston Texans. You couldn't, you can't count them out. I mean, that offense is just relentless. Uh, it's so talented. Uh, you've got Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill. You've got a, a new, you know, the run game is coming at you now. It's it's going to be just an absolute. I, I don't see the Browns being able to pull this one off. But as far as covering the 10 points, it's a possibility with that run game. Uh, but it's going to be tough for them to keep this one tight. A uh, total for this game, the biggest of the weekend, 57 and a half. If it's anything like their old Big 12 matchups uh, between Baker and Patrick Mahomes, they could potentially tap in, hit the over on this contest. Last game of the weekend, queue: Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Norland Saints. It's the battle of the AARP quarterbacks, Drew Brees and Tom Brady. It is um, the Saints. New Orleans Saints betonline.ag
1: line for this one minus three, so uh, they're favorite at home, and uh, it's it's going to be a, a battle. I, I love how you worded the AARP quarterbacks. This could be the last time that we see these two go up against each other. Uh, Drew Brees. I, I know that the Saints haven't been the the you know they haven't been. Uh, so so successful in the playoffs in the past couple years. It's always some kind of disappointment, but uh, I think Drew Brees and company gets it right this time. They're at home. I know it doesn't make that big of a difference because it's not a crowd like you'd normally see in New Orleans, but uh, for some reason, I feel like the Saints get it done. Uh, the, the three-point spread feels right to me, and I think at the end of the day, the Saints are the last
0: man standing. I, I feel differently about this one. I, I think that Tampa Bay and, and the Buccaneers, Tom Brady, I think that they have the ability to get this one done. They've won four straight. It's so tough to beat a team three times in a row, and that's going to be something that's going to be echoed on this podcast a couple times. But I like the Buccaneers, you know, going on the road. It's not your 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 typical Mercedes-Benz dome environment without, you know, the, the huge raucous crowd. I like the Bucs in this contest. Todd Bowles has that defense playing pretty well. Um, give me the Bucks as the the road dogs. I really think that that beat a team three-time thing is kind of overrated.
1: <laughs> I think it's <laughs> – I agree. I don't know if it's a cliche. I'd love, love to see the statistics if, it's right. true, if, they, you if know- they back it up. And I know there's some numbers out there. I probably got to do a little bit of digging. There's some numbers out there that, that will back it up one way or the other, or maybe you could dress it up to back it up on both sides of the conversation. But I think it's something that uh, sports guys like ourselves, we just, we just kind of go to. It's one of those, well, it's tough to beat a team twice. It's really tough to beat a team three times. You know what I mean? It's like I think we've had enough coaches' uh, interviews or, or media sessions where we've talked to coaches where they tell us that to the point where we believe it. So, um, you know, I think that the Saints are just going to be the better team on Sunday, and ultimately that's what's going to matter it's is the first time they're playing in the playoffs it ain't the it ain't the regular season anymore this is a different animal so that's why i'm riding with the saints in this one
0: all right i found the stat cue and it says in the 17 instances in the nfl postseason when the home team swept their playoff opponent as we're staring down here with the saints against the bucks the home teams went an impressive 12 and 5 there you go that means it's an overrated stat your boy was right and the point spread at 5.8 points per game. So if you're looking at three points that the Saints, they're giving, you, you might want to take the Saints and the points. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. I knew I felt something. I, I knew I was on something. I was cooking with grease,
1: like I like to say. We're going to have to ask Chad about that. You, matter of fact, you do that. I'm not going to influence him because sometimes I try to influence Chad and he goes against me. So when we talk to Chad in segment number three, you you ask him that question.
0: All right. We'll get to that a little bit later here on the Lockdown NFL podcast. But first, we'll get... To our guy Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jags, of course, Locked On NFL as well. He's going to give us more insight into the story of the week, the biggest splash of the NFL coaching carousel. Urban Meyer, Jags head coach. It's coming up next. Before we get into that though, let us tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar, a great taste of protein bar.
1: We just got a, a mixed box uh, delivered to the house. I got mine, I think two days ago. And Bo, there's what, 18 or 20 uh, bars in that box? 18 delicious built bars that uh, the of the best tasting protein bar ever. Yeah, no, they are really, really good. They got 12 OG flavors. They got six new flavors, and and when I say new, I mean like cookies and cream, cherry, Barcia, uh, carrot cake. Uh, they got some really, really good ones. You got to go check them out online, man. Bet on bet online. Check them out online at builtbar.com and uh, just check out all the different flavors that they have. They're really good tasting. They're 100% covered in chocolate. I like to put mine in the fridge, let them chill for a little while, and then uh, eat them, but you don't have to. You can open up the box, you can pull one out, and boom, just eat it right there. Again, 100% covered in chocolate, so they're really, really good tasting, which is rare for a protein bar, but uh, Built Bar has got you covered in that that category because they taste great, and they are good if you're trying to lose or maintain weight. They'll help you with that. They're great for the Keto diet. I mean, they just, there's a lot of positives here to enjoy. And the biggest one for me is they taste great. I'm all about taste. I want it to taste great. And this is exactly what Built Bar does. So go check them out right now, builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on while you're there. Once you find the, the flavors that you want and the box, the number of, of bars that you want, once you find that, Make sure you use the promo code Locked On when you're checking out. That means you're gonna get a discount. Myself and Bo are trying to get you hooked up like a tow truck, man. Give you a 20% discount if you use the promo code Locked On. BuiltBar.com promo code Locked On is gonna get you 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Segment number two, it's on the way. Here we are back on Locked On NFL, segment number two on this Friday, Bo Brock and your boy Q, and the big news that rolled out on Thursday was the Jaguars making Urban Meyer their next new head coach, and uh, they're going to obviously have the number one overall pick in the draft. Most likely will be Trevor Lawrence, and he's going to be their their franchise quarterback for the foreseeable future. And uh, to get a little bit more in-depth on that, we gave you our opinions on it in segment number one, but uh, we want to go to the source, so we bring in our guy, Tony Wiggins host the Locked On Jaguars to give his opinion on this.
0: And we bring in our Locked On NFL podcast colleague, Tony Wiggins. You can hear him with James Rapine right here on this show Wednesdays. Tony, also our fantastic host of Locked On Jaguars, part of the Locked On podcast network. Tony, thanks for joining Q and myself. The Jags, they hire Urban Meyer on Thursday. This isn't Gus Bradley, Mike Malarkey, Doug Marone. What are the expectations immediately for this franchise that, you know, outside of a trio of conference championship appearances has been pretty <laughs> futile since the inception of 1995?
2: Yeah. It, it, at first it just, the first, and by the way, thanks for you guys for having me, but the first thing that comes to mind is just self-esteem. It's football self-esteem. Everybody can lift their chin up and puff your chest out a little bit. Now the Jaguars fans are wild. So uh, there's a lot of myths about them, but this fan base is, is really a rabbit fan base, and they're very, very loyal to the team, and they do fill the stadium up. The games aren't blacked out. That's <laughs> stuff that people say nationally that's not true. So they've always had this, this self-esteem. But now everyone else knows that the franchise is cute today. We're cute today. That's what we can call it. We look <laughs> good, and we feel good, and it adds instant, instant credibility. Sometimes, I, I mentioned today on my pod, sometimes you can do things that win the press conference, It's very rare you can do things that will win the press conference and are sound fundamentally with football. Today, they did both. So it's a home run, in my opinion.
1: So when it comes to Urban Meyer, we know the deal, man. The guy's a great coach. He wins everywhere he goes. I mean, he's just he's that dude. Like you said, it's a really good hire. Uh, Any concerns about the fact the last couple places he's been, it hasn't been for very long. All of a sudden, you know, something hits the fan. It's like, well, I'm not feeling too good. I'm out.
2: No concern for me that has been brought up uh, with a lot of people around here. I will tell you this. Dealing with millionaires that are afraid to lose their money, that have a conduct policy that they have to adhere to, is a whole lot different than dealing with 85 or 90, uh, 18 and 19-year-olds that's yeah. chasing girls around campus and 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 you made promises to their parents. So that, that's a bit of a difference. Uh, he has something working for him in the NFL, and that is guys – You know, people are always asking, how's he going to control these millionaires that make more money than him? He doesn't have to. The league does that. So uh, the league has a conduct policy, and that helps coaches. The other thing is, pay attention real quick to Urban and Nick Saban. Saban has 10,000 former NFL coaches and college coaches as analysts. So we look at these guys, and we say, egomaniac. But really, when you pay attention to the way they do their job, they delegate authority. Right, they, they. I mean, it's the most humbling thing for me, for Nick Saban to have that many analysts, because that's saying I need fresh eyes. Mm. Show me something. Yeah. So sometimes we get it confused. And and by the way, Florida's one thing. He didn't leave Ohio State in a bad situation because it seems like Ryan Day took that thing <laughs> and kept running with it. Right. Yeah, and it seemed like Day was
0: the the guy that he handpicked as his successor. Where Florida didn't necessarily go that route, and what it kind of fell on its face, didn't it? Our guy yep. uh, shop talking wig. He joins us here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Tony Wiggins, Locked On Jaguars. A lot of people playing connecting the dots, but is this Urban Meyer Trevor Lawrence package deal, or is there is there any truth to what people are speculating with Justin Fields?
2: No, there's no real connection with him and Justin Fields. And I think most people are looking at Urban and Justin Fields because you're thinking Dan Mullen with Dak Prescott, you're thinking Urban, of course, with Tim Tebow, but there's some other things in there that you can look at. He had a chance to choose Joe Burrow, who was more mobile and agile, but he chose a pocket passer in Dwayne Haskins, and people forget about that part of it. He didn't go with Cardell Jones, and then when he was at Florida, when Tebow left, and I know Cam Newton left, but Cam Newton probably wasn't going to start. They went with John Brantley. John Brantley's a pocket passer. Cam Newton of all of those guys I just mentioned is probably the best urban type quarterback of all of them, but that's not what he chose. And if you look at some of the the history and the videos uh, of him on TV, on Fox, he raves, raves about Trevor Lawrence. And uh, I I don't think, I I, I guarantee you, Sean probably him, who do you prefer? And uh, without question, uh, I'm sure urban told him Trevor Lawrence. I'm not going to say that it was an edict or it was, uh, as something that had to happen for him to take the job. But I'm sure they kind of looked each other in the eye and said, what you thinking? You know, and Irvin probably told him, it's Trevor Lawrence with a bullet and I ain't thinking nothing else.
1: You know, and and with that being said, you know, obviously Urban Meyer, great hire. Trevor Lawrence is going to be a really good quarterback. He looks the part. I'm sure he's going to be the part. But it's more to this than just the number one overall pick and Urban Meyer. It's a lot more draft picks. It's a lot of salary cap space. Where do the Jaguars need to spend all this draft capital and this money to improve this team quicker uh, rather than later?
2: I think you're going to see some infrastructure stuff. And I know everyone uh, automatically assumes that Draft people and guys like you know, got fans, guys like us too. Sometimes what we do is we just reach for the shiny things. Yeah. But when you look at you look at all of those teams that, that are that have been successful, they're really, really good in the trenches. They're really good in the trenches. They're they're deep in the trenches. Those guys have seven, eight offensive linemen that can play. The Jacks don't need a running back. They had a, yeah. a rookie-free agent who Showed his, you know, you know what this year. But I bet you, but I bet you Urban gets another one. Yeah. I bet you he gets another guy because that's just what teams do. It's going to be interesting to me with that second first round pick. We don't know what it's going to be because it belongs to the Rams. So if they lose right now, it's like 25th. It's going to be intriguing to me if Urban goes, uh, you know, that running back from Alabama. Boy, he'd look good with him <laughs> and James Robinson you know, because that's, I mean, it, it, it Stop being it, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, you know, because they don't necessarily need a, a running back. They don't need a wide receiver. Right. But, at, but at this point, look, you're one in 15, right? You can't mm-hmm. be picky. You take the best player available for your football team. There's no one on this team uh that's replaceable when you're one in 15, that's irreplaceable. And yeah. he's not bound to take any of those guys because you know what, he, now, he says when he takes over a team, they're his players. But he's not thinking about where they were picked. He's not thinking about how much money they make. Mm-hmm. He's just going to do what's best for the team. I do, though, believe you'll see him uh, getting into those trenches early. The offensive line is is solid, but it's not as good as you want to be protecting the franchise quarterback. But if there's a stud defensive lineman like Barmore sitting there, you can't ignore it because that's an actual need. Mm-hmm. They, they had trouble stopping the run. So I, I just look at this as a situation like, He's going to be greedy, yeah. and they're going to stack players, and they're just going to get a bunch of war daddies. And I, it's hard for me to understand exactly what they're going to do until you see his, his staff, but i tell you what they are going to do. He's going to get guys that are tough. He's going to get guys that are disciplined, and he's going to get guys that that really love playing football and is going to buy into what he wants them to do. Tony,
0: let me ask you this. Where does this move, the hiring of Urban Meyer, stack up in in, in the history of the franchise? I mean, as far as free agent signings, draft picks, coaching hires, where's
2: does this stack up? I think uh, outside of them uh, being awarded the team, I I think it's the biggest thing that ever happened. And the the reason why is because this team needs a CEO. They need a brand. They need a brand. Trevor Lawrence, getting that pick three weeks ago was the biggest thing that ever happened to the Jaguars. Now watch this, the only thing that could trump that would be something like this, and I'll explain. Because Trevor Lawrence was gonna come in and be the face of the franchise. In September, when they run out there and and those cameras are out there, guess who that camera's going to first? It's not going to Trevor. It's going to Urban. So what happens is this went from being Trevor Lawrence's team to Urban Meyer's team, and that took pressure off of Trevor Lawrence, and now he can properly develop the way he should.
1: Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. That absolutely, it gives you a chance. It gives him a chance as a, as a young dude in the league. It absolutely gives him a chance. Well, that's exciting, man. And, and I'm sure the fan base is fired up about it, man. And I, I think it's going to be something good to watch. It's a hell of a storyline, you know? Expect some primetime games for the Jaguars in 2021.
2: Primetime games, uh, visits from all of my friends here at Locked On. Everybody's going to be, <laughs> don't be calling me asking for tickets now. You ain't asked me for tickets before. You ain't loved me before. Don't love me now, baby. You know we cute now. You know what I'm saying? We cute, baby. We we went we went to the DR and got a BBL. So hey, leave us alone, man. Jaguars, man. We we on fire and the fans are happy, man. And I'm I'm real happy uh, that we'll be able to give some good content other than me being a grief counselor every single day.
0: <laughs> Fantastic insight, obviously brings the laughs as well. Our guy Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jaguars, check him out there on a daily basis. Plus every Wednesday right here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Tony, enjoy the weekend, man.
2: Y'all enjoy it too, man. And thank y'all for having me on, man. I want to be like you guys when I get older. I'm telling you. Tony's too kind. Of
0: course, as I said, you could listen to him on a daily basis. The Locked On Jaguars podcast. Coming up next, our guy Chad Millman from the Action Network, the favorites podcast. We gave our thoughts on the division around weekend. Chad, he's actually going to help us make some money this weekend. It's coming up next. It's the Locked On NFL podcast. Before we get into segment
1: number three and talk to Chad Millman, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag. And one, they're the title sponsor of the other podcast that I do, which is Locked On Bets on the Daily with my guy Lee Sterling from uh, ParamountSports.com. But BetOnline.ag is also, they are your online sportsbook experts. They're the ones that are going to help you get off the sidelines and actually get you into the game. And this weekend, that's probably the best weekend to even jump into the game and and, and be a part of the action because the NFL playoffs are going down, and it's a great time to get your gamble on, get your bet on. And what you need to do, BetOnline.ag, go there right now, sign up for a free account, and then all you got to do is make a deposit. On your first deposit, if you use the promo code Locked On, you're gonna get a 50% welcome bonus. It's as simple as that. It's like it's like gambling with someone else's money. I mean, if it ain't free, it ain't me. So we're trying to get you hooked up. Again, get off the sidelines, get into the game, get your free account, get it today. Betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on. You're gonna get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. If you're checking online or you're on social media, you're doing your social media thing, it's all good. Check them out at BetOnline.ag underscore AG. Again, take advantage of the best bonuses. In the business, sign up for the free account and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your sign up bonus at betonline.ag. Segment number three, Chad Millman, he's up
0: next. It's Friday. That means we've got to look at the spreads. And our guy, Chad Millman from the Favorites Podcast, he joins us as he's done all season long, helping us pick some winners. It's the On NFL Podcast. Your boy Q, Bo Brock, hanging out with you. Giving us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown NFL Pods, at Bob Rack, at your boy Q. Chad Millman at Chad Millman. Chad, how's it going, my man?
3: Gentlemen, it's good to be with you as we head into <laughs> a divisional weekend.
0: It used to be the premier weekend for football. We were talking about this off air. I mean, until last week, we the super wildcard weekend where we added a pair of games. So we had six games instead of four. But as you were saying, you think this is still the best weekend of football each and every year.
3: Well, I'm hopeful. But I'm also hopeful largely for a selfish business reason and that, yeah, Every year you can count on this weekend to be a killer weekend and your audience is going to be amazing. So I'm kind of just hoping that, you know, form holds true. Uh, Although it's really hard to beat, you know, football from one to 11 all day on Saturday and Sunday.
0: Right. Right. And Saturday, we've got a pair of games on the slate. Let's start with game number one, the Los Angeles Rams. Looks like Jared Goff. He is going to get the start for the Rams. Uh, Last time I looked at this line, L.A., six and a half point dogs on the road, historic Lambeau field. Who do you like in this game?
3: <clears throat> it's probably the one game on the slate where I have almost no opinion. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like it's seven the total. I
0: mean, does that I, help?
3: I, I feel like, uh, I feel like seven is probably the right number with golf. I, I, most of the folks I know have it power rated at five and excuse me, five and a half. So there's a little bit of an edge on the Rams, but what can golf really do in 20 degree weather weather? And the flip side is the Rams defense is just outstanding. And, and Aaron Donald and sort of his status, you don't know even if he plays like what's going to be going on, but their defensive backfield is, is really historically good. And the way they are able to lock down on long passes, which is an Aaron Rodgers specialty. It just gives me pause to go big on the Packers, even though I don't know, I don't feel really confident about what they can do, what the Rams can do offensively. So um, I've, I've got too many questions for the side, the total. I just feel like it's priced, right? Like I think it's going to be a low scoring game and it's going to be really cold in Lambeau. The, the way these teams face up with the Rams having such a good defense and knowing that they're going to want to give Cam Akers a huge load. It just feels like it's going to be a low scoring game. Uh, I probably favor the under, but I don't love the number. So
1: is is this a game, Chad? That you would just say, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna stay. St- I'm gonna stay away from this one."
3: Yeah, for me, it's a pass. Like I, I'm, I'm probably not gonna do much with it.
1: Okay, all right. That that makes a lot of sense. Well, Saturday night, uh, you you mentioned weather as far as Green Bay goes. Well, Saturday night, the game's in Buffalo. Uh, they're hosting the Baltimore Ravens, and the Bills are two and a half point uh, favorites right now. Uh, and Baltimore and L- Lamar Jackson. He's never played in snow. It might actually snow. So uh, what are your thoughts on this one?
3: I do like the Ravens in this one. And I like the Ravens because defensively they just got, they've gotten so good. And I think that they're a little undervalued because of everything that happened to them mid season, where they started to look a little bit like a train wreck. And then the last five weeks of the year, they played great, but they weren't playing very good teams. And then we saw against Tennessee, how good this defense can really be. And, the way they were able to mix up their coverages, they were blitzing on first downs. Then they were playing zone with their linebackers later in the series, in the downs. Ryan Tannehill looked absolutely human. Derek Henry looked absolutely human. They locked up the secondary. Um, And I think anytime you're Buffalo right now, you're overvalued as good as they are. And I think they're fantastic. um, And I do have, you know, plenty of Buffalo bills, futures tickets to win the Super Bowl that I bought at the end of the year. Um, I'm not saying the Bills are going to lose this game, but I do think it's going to be a really close game. And right now there are places you can get the Ravens plus three and, and I side with the Ravens.
0: Yeah. It's just exciting to see two of the hottest teams in football square off in that AFC matchup. Let's look at the other one in that conference. Browns 10 point dogs on the road against the Kansas city chiefs, the total 57 and a half. The last time Chad, we saw Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes, I shouldn't say the last time, but we've seen these two quarterbacks in college Over 1,200 yards passing, 14 total touchdowns, and 125 points put on the board between Oklahoma and Texas Tech. Are we expecting anything like that?
3: Well, I think we're a long way from the Big 12. Um, (laughs) And and so uh, I'm actually against sort of most professional bettors in this spot. The Browns are getting the money. The Browns are getting the backing from professional bettors. It's a plus 10. And historically, double-digit dogs in divisional playoffs uh, overperform. I think since 2003, they're 39 and 27 um, as double-digit dogs against the spread. So certainly, you could find a way to back the Browns. And look, the Brown strength is running the ball. The Chief strength uh, weakness is stopping the run. They're horrible at stopping the run. Um, but it's really hard for me to back a team like the Browns that looked so good last week. They're bound for a regression, and they're going against the greatest quarterback on the planet and a coach who's practically unbeatable against the spread coming off of a buy and a team that has had multiple weeks now to get healthy. And so I need to sort of look past what I just saw with the Browns and think about how good the chiefs can be when they're able to perform sort of at full strength.
1: Yeah. That Andy Reed coming off the buy thing is a, is a real deal thing. <laughs> it's a real
3: it's deal totally thing. Real.
1: Yeah. It is. It totally it, real. it really really is. Uh, now, how about the the evening game, the game of the OG quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Uh, these two may never square up again, but they're gonna they're gonna duke it out on Sunday night uh, at at New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans right now minus three at least. Uh, how are you feeling this one?
3: I like the Bucks here, and okay. uh, you know the Bucks opened at plus four, and it got bet down to three and a half. It got bet down to three. I still like the Bucks at three. I think what the what the Bucks have done in the last six weeks with their offense, the way Tom Brady has taken to the the downfield passing game of Bruce Arians and finally sort of understood it. You know, the things that they always talked about, needing to get into rhythm, needing to understand the offense, what they lost by not having a regular offseason and a regular training camp and preseason, those things sort of started to click in the last eight weeks of the year. And Despite this Saints defense being really, really good, uh, I'm more concerned about what Breeze cannot do throwing downfield and what the Bucks defense has been doing all year. So um, you've got a top three defense going against a guy who can't throw the ball downfield. And on the other side, you've got a guy who's really unlocked how to throw the ball downfield with a potent, potent offense and a lot of weapons. So uh, I'm going to go with the team with more weapons as a short underdog, again, one more thing, they're playing them for the third time, and that just never bodes well for the for the team that's won two of those games.
0: Is that that's a real thing? I mean, we we talk about it. It's a cliche beating right. the team three times in a row. Is, is that a real it's thing? It's hard, man.
3: It? It's hard to do it.
0: Yeah, I was just curious. I mean, i I've, I've, you hear it all the time, and, and especially in situations like this when division foes face off in the playoffs, and one has the edge. And it, it seems to seems to kind of play out in the cliches favor. Let me ask you this: as far as the four games this week, uh, money line dogs, do you like any of them?
3: Uh, well, I would probably go with the the Bucks because that's the that's the biggest spread of the games that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not a ton of value there, so you're you're better off just sticking, you know, getting a little bit of a handicap and and taking and taking the three points. All right,
0: there it is. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Chad Millman. The Favorites is the podcast, part of the Action Network. He joins us every week. This time is the divisional round. Next week, we'll start to preview the conference championship week. Chad, let's make some money this weekend. Thanks, boys. All right, that's our guy Chad. Chad Millman from the Action Network. The Favorites is the podcast. All the insight you could ask for for that divisional round That's going to wrap things up for us here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Make sure, of course, you check it into your boy Q on Locked On Bets with Lee Sterling. Of course, the Locked On Raiders podcast. Check me out, my co-host Alex Clancy on Locked On Cardinals. Q, this is going to be an awesome weekend to watch some NFL football.
1: Yeah, it really will, man. These games, these matchups are so much fun. These teams are so stinking good. And, uh, you know, last week we knew that we were going to be talking about, uh, you know, some teams that that won games that we didn't expect. Now what's going to happen this weekend? You know, what's the conversation going to be on Monday? That's what I'm really excited. Not that I'm trying to get through the weekend too quick, but you know the
0: conversation that we have on Monday is going to be amazing. No doubt about it. Make sure you're following at NFL Pods on Twitter for if there's any coaching hires throughout the weekend. And uh, Peter Bukowski will have all that news, all that information, including full recap of the divisional round weekend right here on the Locked On NFL podcast.